You're listening to the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network, where we share stories of people becoming who they were made to be. My name is Emily Cummins. This week, Carrie Garcia is sharing her becoming story. Carrie Garcia is a speaker, life coach, and mother of three who's passionate about proclaiming the freedom that can come from a life surrendered to Christ. Facing drug addiction, the suicide of her mother, and the breakdown of her first marriage, she understands the need for grace, mercy, and healing that can only come from Jesus Christ. Also the founder of Freedom Movement, Carrie is passionate about sharing the truth of Christ and helping other women walk away from a victim mentality and into a life of victory. She's driven to see healing in the lives of fellow women who seek real, authentic relationships. Her goal is to tear down the misconception that we are identified by our mistakes and to replace that concept with the truth that we are made for so much more. Here is my conversation with Carrie Garcia. Welcome to the Becoming Me podcast. Hey, Emily. I'm so (laughs) glad to be on. It's so good to have you here. And um, I've loved just first off being your friend, but then second, following your journey and freedom movement over the past several years. And you are hands down an inspiration to me and I know to so many others. So I appreciate you. You you rock. Thank you so much. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Well, hey, let's kick off this conversation just talking a little bit about who you are, the fun stuff about Carrie. Hmm, the fun stuff about me. Gosh, you know what? It's so funny because I it, you, 10 years ago, these fun things would have been a lot different. I, I've been really busy this past, you know, 10 years. But you know, one thing that's, I guess, fun about me, or I really enjoy, I am an avid road tripper. I, my kids, awesome. yeah, we pack up in the car. We go like last year, we went on a three week road trip, we unpacked our tent 12 times, uh, just all through the state of Oregon. And then this summer, we're packing up again. And we're going to go through Wyoming and up to Montana to Glacier National Park. I love hiking and being out in the wilderness. I think it's so it's just so good for me to be in trees and by water and by beauty. And so um, we do little mini road trips throughout the year, but then we do one big epic road trip every summer. And we've done that now for a couple of years and this will be our third year. So so that is like a, most people I think see me and they would not think that I'm a tent <laughs> camping girl. And I only camp because it's cheap. If I could <laughs> do road trips with hotels, I would, don't get me wrong. But with three kids and being in ministry, you know, the yeah. funds just aren't there. So we tent camp. But yeah, most people are really surprised when they see me That's and then awesome. associate tent camping with me. <laughs> I love it. I probably wouldn't guess that either, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You just told me that. It's pretty surprising. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. So much fun. I know you have an incredible story. We shared a little bit of it in your bio. And I just want to drive straight into the heart of who you are um, and what's made Carrie who Carrie is today. So unpack your story for us. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's so, you know, we only have a little bit of time on here because there's right as, as you get older, <laughs> yeah. there's so many nuances of your story, but just, you know, the highlight reel of the past I'll give you, but just really, 
um, the story is really the, just the redemption of God, uh, mm. rescuing somebody that honestly, I didn't think, I mean, I just honestly thought I'd gone too far. I've known Jesus since I was four, you know, grew up as a pastor's kid, typical pastor's kid. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, you know, a little bit about that. Although luckily you had all the same temptations as me, Emily, yet you have been so strong being able to say no to some stuff. I always love that testimony because I think it's harder to say no to things mm-hmm. than it is to say yes to things. So, um, I, so grow up in the church and everything was kind of great on the outside, but on the inside, we really struggled with, um, kind of that perception of perfection on the outside, but brokenness on the inside. And we just weren't really taught or comfortable sharing the realities of what was going on. My mom struggled with an eating disorder her whole life, really severe eating disorder and mental illness. But, you know, every Sunday we were in church and uh, worshiping God and my dad's a pastor and, and that was all really real. And that's the thing that I feel like for people, like it wasn't fake it, it was real and there was a love for God, but there was such brokenness mm. that we couldn't talk about. There was such isolations and secrets of like, we weren't allowed to have the brokenness. So there was really this like duplicit life going on. And um, that kind of played itself out because we were kind of islands in our home. Um, I just really wanted to be seen. I was angry. I felt isolated and frustrated. And so I just kind of acted out in rebellion and that that rebellion that started when I was in junior high with drinking and stuff just kind of played itself out into, you know, more drinking and then drugs. And then by the time I was a sophomore in high school, I was a full blown drug addict and, Mm -hmm. but functioning, I mean, I was on homecoming court, you know, Um, I just really knew how to play a part really well, like keep it okay on the outside, but you're falling apart on the inside. So, um, by the time I was 19, I I was under a bridge with my boyfriend. We were there saying we were fishing for four weeks, but I think we really lived there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so we didn't really want to admit. Um, but again, I was still, you know, playing the part. No, nobody really knew what was fully going on in my life. And I wasn't even really in tune what was fully mm-hmm. going on with my life. Um, but drugs were taking a toll and I finally decided I got to get off these things. You know, I, mm-hmm. I got to get better. I'm going to die. That was really just kind of where I was at. And so we moved um, from where we lived in the Bay Area, moved down to Southern California. And I just dove right into ministry and just mm-hmm. was like, okay, if I, you know, ministry will be the thing that fills my heart. I married a guy the day after our honeymoon, we were straight in ministry. And again, just really like, Hey, this is what I've seen. What I've seen is, um, you can be really broken on the inside and not talk Mm -hmm. about it, but still do ministry. And somehow that will be okay. Mm -hmm. And it just wasn't. And after three years, my inside person just was not matching my outside person at all. And when the Mm -hmm. lights were out and nobody was around, I just, I was just dying. I was just dying. I couldn't, I couldn't play the part anymore. My mm-hmm. mom had left my dad and I, you know, dramatically, I'm pretty dramatic, but I felt like Camelot fell. Like everyone mm-hmm. knew our secrets. My mom had was gone. Everything just fell apart and it almost gave license. It was almost like a floodgate where all of those emotions, the shame, the guilt, the hurt that had been suppressed in this like box inside my heart for so long. It was like the top just flew off it and mm-hmm. everything fell apart. I started having severe panic attacks and I just lost my mind. I, I, my marriage had ended. I couldn't even handle a relationship. I found myself in an apartment alone. Everything I knew ministry was gone. It needed to go. Um, 
everything was gone. My friends were gone. My, my relationship with my family was gone. My marriage was gone. And words just started saying like, it would be better off if you weren't here. Mm -hmm. And, um, I found myself calculating how fast the bus would go and sitting at a stop sign and really convinced that the best thing to do was to end my life and that it would be wow. so much better. And at that point, because my marriage had ended because of an illicit relationship that I had stepped into, I mean, that was like the final nail in the coffin for me of like, mm. you have now officially worn the scarlet letter. You are officially no longer can be under the graces of God. There's just no way he can rescue you from mm. this. And I just didn't understand God. I knew him intellectually. I knew him through scripture and from what I'd learned, but I didn't, I had no idea what love, true love, reckless love, relentless love and grace meant or look, I had no concept of it. Um, and in that moment, God spoke to my heart and, um, you know, I always like to say, I wish it was like this burning bush because it would have been so cool in the story. But <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> unfortunately, it wasn't that. But fortunately, uh, it was one of those supernatural moments that that is just very precious between God and I. And I did hear the voice of God. Oh. And it was like, turn this car around. All of this stuff that you see, these people, the church, that's not me. I see you. I see mm -hmm. everything you've done. And if you trust me just even a little bit, and turn this car around, I promise you things will look different. And so I did, I didn't have a lot of faith. It was this, it was like a, it was like a little tiny flicker of hope inside my mm. heart. It was so small. You could barely see it, but I turned the car around and for two years, twice a, twice a week, I sat in a therapist's office and started going, I need to deal with these really fragile places of my mm -hmm. heart that feel really broken. Why did I do drugs in this first place? Why did I look to relationships to fill my heart? Why did I look to ministry to fill my heart? What is so broken inside of me? Um, and none of these things have filled it. And so fast forward, you know, that was kind of, that's kind of my story. And, and we hit a, a real big bump in the road. Um, I had been, you know, doing lots of therapy and stuff. This all happened at 27 and at 30, um, I was getting better. I was getting, I, I felt really like my inside person was finally starting to mm -hmm. match my outside person. And that's when I had this simultaneous story going on where my mom was experiencing so much of what I was experiencing, but we just didn't talk about it. But for my mom, I know she had that turn the car around moment often. But I think when you live for 50 years believing lies, they become your truth. Mm -hmm. And um, she just couldn't see that there was hope. And, and so her decision was to not turn the car around. And at 30, my mom, you know, when I was 30, my mom took her life. And, mm -hmm. and that ended up um, really making me go, okay, God, why did you reach out to me and not her? Yeah. And I felt like God was is so gracious to me and speaking to my heart that we all have a choice, that we're all faced with right. this choice to, to choose truth or to not. And that there's a real warning in that of when you sit in lies for a really long time, it becomes harder to hear the truth because that has become your truth. And so that was very eye-opening to me and then brought me to a place of like, I need to 
I need to be ones that help women and men understand that there's a choice they have to make. And so, yeah, that's kind of the backstory wow. of where, uh, of where I've come from. There's yeah. a lot more to it, but that's kind of the highlight reel of, yeah. of that, of the journey. <laughs> so when you talk about, you know, you seeing what happened with you and you turning the car around and then your mom who didn't turn the car around and you wanting to then leverage your life so that way people can know and hold on to the truth. Is that what birth freedom movement? Yeah, that is what birth freedom movement. I mean, there were several, I mean, we're talking my mom that happened when I was 30 and freedom movement yeah. didn't happen until I was 37. Okay. Um, and so for seven years, it was really just having mm -hmm. babies yeah. <laughs> and rearing babies and, um, being a mama and really just figuring out, um, me and God's relationship in mm -hmm. a healthy space and then at 37 or 38, something like that, um, that's when I was sitting in church and same voice, so weird. I, and I, I know people are like, how, how do you hear from God and, and all that stuff? And I don't want to get into that, but I will tell you, it was the same voice that I heard yeah, in the car. Wow. <laughs> and wow. it said, uh, it just, his voice spoke to my heart. Holy Spirit spoke to my heart and was just saying, you had a secret for so long that brought mm. destruction. And now you have a secret that saves lives. It's time. It's time to share. Are you willing? And I, I said, no. Wow. <laughs> I was like, uh, we're doing good. Yeah. That ship has sailed. I don't want to do ministry. I'm doing ministry in my home. Mm. But he it was a relentless voice of would you be willing? It wasn't it wasn't a voice that was like, you have to do this, or it was just like this is gonna bring more healing for you. And um, would you be willing? Would you be willing? Wow. Would you be willing? And so I finally said, I have no idea what that looks like, but yes. I'm willing and um, ended up getting a couple girls together. And we just, I said, I, I think God's doing something. I didn't know what the name was, but I think he's doing something. And would you guys join me in the unknown? And these four girls said yes. Wow. And um, so that's kind of how it birthed. We just were like, well, let's just get honest about what's going on. What would it look like if we just started being really real and honest mm. about what's going on and sharing our story and the story of Jesus? What would that look like for people if they felt less alone in what they're struggling with and that there was hope and healing for today? And that was kind of the birth of freedom movement. I mean, almost four years ago. Wow. Um, yeah, that's how kind of we got there. That's incredible. I mean, I love everything that the freedom movement is doing. I haven't been able to attend one of your events in person yet, but my sister has. And Which is kind of almost raved. the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> then, you know, you got one of the comments there. Right. But uh, she absolutely loved the evening. Um, and later in this episode, I'm excited to talk more about what Freedom Movement is up to in 2018 and how people can get connected with you. Um, but before we get there, I would love to just hear what does becoming me mean to you? Um, it means that it's never ending. <laughs> yep. it, is, it is a constant... I mean, just today I was having a conversation with my mom about, you know, rearing up one of my sons and, you know, it's just, con there is a constant, I think you've never arrived, right? Like, right, I just right. don't think that God is a destination God. I think he's a journey God. And um, I don't even think like we're striving until we get to heaven and then, then, then the journey ends. I think, no, that journey just begins of us worshiping with God in person and mm. flesh. And, and so I, I've really discovered in my very old age <laughs> that, um, that becoming is it's never, I never arrive. 
I yeah. never arrive. I, and so for me, it's really learning what do you have for me today? And as even I was talking with my mom today, she, she just kind of threw out this, we were talking a lot and she threw out this word about being long suffering. And mm. I just thought, man, like, I have to sit in that today and there's some stuff I need to sit in. So that makes my heart go, yeah, I want to research that. And you know, what does that mean really? How does that affect us? And so I'm just constantly becoming more of who God is calling me to be, but it's not calling out of a place of um, you've got to do this or you've got to be this. It's, it's, it's becoming more and more free that everything that Mm -hmm. God puts in front of me is a journey to experiencing more freedom and more intimacy with him. Cause I don't, I just really believe that God came for two reasons. He came to have intimacy with us and, mm-hmm. and, and give us more freedom. And I think mm-hmm. there's not, no other reason that he came. I mean, yes, he wants people to come to know Jesus. Yes. He wants us to do it, but honestly, like he wants to be close with us and he wants us f- more free and to experience really who we are as the beloved yeah. of Christ. And so I am constantly on a journey of becoming more free and mm. experiencing more intimacy with him. And it comes through different words. Sometimes I sit in a word for a year. Sometimes I sit in a word for a day. Um, uh, today I'm going to be sitting in the word of long suffering. And I have a feeling that that's probably not going to be just a one day thing. Mm. <laughs> it's going to literally be long word. suffering through the word. <laughs> yes. Um, so I don't have any magical thing of what it means yeah. to become. I, I think that we yeah. need to take the pressure off of ourselves that yep. there is no arriving. Oh yeah. Um, it is constantly a journey and to, and that that's okay. That's how God Absolutely. is, you know? Yeah. I love how you just described that. And that's really what becoming means to me as well. It's just embracing constantly being in process. And when that word first came to me and became my anthem, God was just like, Emily, you keep chasing after perfection and trying to arrive to an end state. And that's not what it's about. It's about constantly being in process and taking the step in front of you today. You might not know five steps from now, but today you've got a step. You have a word to wrestle with. And what will you do with that? That's good. I love how you describe that. You know, if you were sitting across from another person, having a cup of coffee, your favorite little spot in California, and you're encouraging them on their own becoming journey, what would you say? Um, I'd probably say take a breath. (laughs) It's not... It's not as big as it feels right now. Mm. Um, and I'm, you know, I'm pretty into the, I, I just love the idea of um, sitting with someone and trying to sit in empathy with people um, is really my heart. So um, I would probably just say to that, take a breath. It's not as big as it feels right now. Mm. Um, you you are seen and loved by God. In fact, one of my favorite things of my thoughts that God has given me is that um, I'm his favorite. Mm-hmm. And um, and I just am like, if you're someone's favorite, then, um, then it's going to be okay. And yeah. you can just rest and breathe and, and be in the moment. And so, you know, there's no real like words of wisdom. There's a lot of things that I could say, And there's a lot of stuff that, you know, I'm a word person and a speaker. So I have, you know, I could say a lot of right things. Yeah. But I just think often if I was sitting with someone, they just need to know, like, you're, you're doing okay. And Mm -hmm. you are on the journey and every little step that you're taking counts. It just counts. It just matters. You matter. And, um, and so just take a breath, sis. 
you're doing all right. And um, you, I just, I, I love when people come and they sit and they talk with me and, um, oh man, I didn't do this. I didn't do this. And I'm like, well, what did you do? And they're like, well, all I did was this. And it's something small. Yeah. And I said, man, that's more than a lot of people can do, you know? And so oh, absolutely. it's just extending grace. Like, you know, put down the whip, don't beat yourself up. Like mm. you just, just have a little more grace, sit in the presence that God, that you're God's favorite mm. and you're favored and you're his beloved. And I just don't think there's a lot of having to run or achieve or strive. I really do believe that um, you can just rest and God loves that. There's just beauty in that. So that's probably what I would say. I love it. Depending on the conversation is, but that's my heart. And that's so freeing. It's a movement of freedom, what you stand for every single day. And if we don't give ourselves that grace and just stop and breathe and seeing that what we're doing is enough and is good and that we are worthy and favored in God's favorite, oh my goodness, how you can't walk in freedom after that. Right. I don't know. Right. That's amazing. You know, we've been talking a lot about freedom movement and you shared a little bit about how it launched. Um, what is, for someone not familiar with freedom movement at all, what is the freedom movement? So freedom movement is a nonprofit organization. It's kind of the mothership of four legs. So uh, <laughs> the mothership is a, you know, we exist and to liberate women to walk in victory. Mm. Um, and for us, it's really kind of played itself out in four ways. We do large scale events where we partner with churches in a city and we do tours. We will be heading on to our fourth tour, but we do tours and go into a city where we partner with a church kind of do this, we kind of like, it's like a triage center. And we kind of look at it like that of like, Hey, anyone come, it doesn't matter if you know, God, you know, don't know God. We just want to create a space where for two and a half hours, you feel less alone in what you're struggling with, that you are free to be honest, even if it's just internally about what's going on and that there's hope and healing for today. Um, and we do that through storytelling and, um, and, uh, and through the word of God. Uh, but that we, we would hope that when you leave, that you would go, man, um, I'm free to take the next step, whatever mm-hmm. that next step was be. And we, we really help them go, Hey, there, there are some actual next steps you can take to walk out of, uh, you know, being stuck or being hurt or being plagued. I mean, there's just, there's no one that I've walked across. That's like, Hey, I'm crushing it at life. Yeah. And so yeah. um, everyone has that next step. And we just really give them the catalyst to being able to do that and be aware of what that next step would be, whether it's a relationship with God or or whether it's just stepping into newness with God or um, you know, stepping out of an old name into a new name, exchanging your old life for your new life. And and so it's a high energy, super fun mm-hmm. event, but really, really is intentional to reach um, any woman not Christian, Christian, it was really to reach humans. Mm-hmm. Um, so we, don't, we don't really categorize them in Christian or non-Christian. We're just, we feel like the human, the humans need to know that they are seen and loved and known mm-hmm. and that they're not alone and that they're wired for connection. So, um, so that's what we do. That's one of the legs. We do these large scale events. It's kind of the most outward facing thing that we do. Inward facing thing is um, we, uh, I have a curriculum that I write and I do workshops that I offer wow. to churches and in our own places where we will come and do a workshop. Um, we have uh, the power of connection workshop, uh, fear hyphen less, <laughs> fear wow. less workshop. And then, you know, we have our eight week course that, um, is a curriculum to help 
um, move from hurting to hope, and that's called the exchange. So we offer that. And then the last part of the leg is um, we are opening in April our life coaching and counseling center Yay. called the Freedom Center. Yeah, I'm so, <laughs> so stoked on that. So Freedom Movement is kind of the mothership that lands, you know, our, our events and our center, and then some tools that we offer to the church and women through written, written tools and uh, workshops. Yeah, so that's kind of what it. we do. And I mean, home base is California, but Freedom Movement doesn't stop in California. You guys are all across the country. Yeah, we've actually been around the world, which yeah. is pretty crazy. We've been in India. We're going to Thailand. Um, awesome. Hawaii is not around the world, but it feels like it's a, <laughs> another place. It's off the mainland. So we like to say, yes. you know, we get to go to Hawaii. We've gone to Hawaii a couple of times. And so, yeah, it's, it, it definitely is a traveling is a traveling movement. That's so cool. And something new is kicking off. Yes. Uh, talk about the something new tour that literally is starting 2018 and 2019. Yes. So something new is our fourth tour that Freedom Movement is launching um, this year. It is myself and spoken word artist Hosanna Poetry are teaming up together to bring the something new tour. It's a nine stop tour. So we'll be touring for nine months and um yeah, we just, her and I sat down and we're like, what do we, you know, what does God want this tour to be? We knew we wanted to work together. She's amazing. Just not just a spoken word artist, but she's an amazing speaker mm. and um, has a heart of gold and super talented. And so we were like, oh, what do we want this next tour to be? And so the crazy story about this, I'll keep it super short, but she left, we prayed about it. She came back. And the night before I was telling my husband, I just feel like God is giving me the word new, but that's kind of boring. I don't know. It doesn't seem like a tour should be called just new, but I feel like God's birthing so many new things. And I just told him, I said, but it's just missing something. And um, so she came the next day and, and she's very artistic. So she had this like living mood board and was like super <laughs> awesome. into it. And she said, um, okay, well, what are your ideas? I said, all I have is this word new. I'm so sorry. I don't have any more ideas. And she goes, okay, well, she starts pulling out all this stuff and she pulls out this stamp and she starts stamping all these pages and she goes, okay, you're going to be, this is so crazy. But she turned the, the paper around that she had stamped and across it said something new. No. And uh, yeah. And so I was like, well, that's it. And we both just started brainstorming this idea of, I think everyone's searching for something new, whether it's something new in your relationship, mm -hmm. something new in your marriage, something new, even in your budget, your finances, right, right. in your relation, you know, in your friendships. But even this idea of like something new with God, whether we're wanting to step into something new in our relationship with God or whether we're wanting to step into something new into a relationship with mm -hmm. God. I don't have that, but maybe I'm searching for that and I don't even know it. And so our hope would be that women would come searching for something new, but that they would leave new, that they would leave with this idea of like, hey, they have the potential to be new in an area of their life that have, has felt old, has felt stagnant, has felt stuck, has felt fearful that they would walk away with the hope that God is doing something new, even in the midst of the wasteland, like Isaiah says, in the midst of the wasteland, in the midst of the desert, don't you see it? Mm -hmm. I am doing something new, he says. And so that's really the premise of the tour. And she'll be doing spoken word. I'll be speaking. She'll be speaking. And we have four spots booked. Um, and so we, we kind of launched it early um, because we wanted to be able to partner with some churches. And um, so we are looking for some more churches throughout the United States to partner up with and bring the tour to them. And the tour starts in September of 2018 Yay. and runs through June of 2019. We're almost booked through the fall and a couple in the spring, but 
have a couple of spots open. So yeah, I'm so excited about this tour. I have not been more excited about a tour than I have been about this one. I'm so excited. I'm so excited for you guys, you know, and a lot of church leaders listen to creative church podcasts. And if a church leader was listening right now, it's like, oh my goodness, like I would really be interested in teaming up with Carrie and the freedom movement and hosting this tour at my church. How can they connect with you? Um, well, they can go to come to something new.com, come to something new.com. Um, and then go on the website and just fill out the intake form there. There's like come to my church buttons all over the place. Okay. Awesome. So you can just click on there. You can also see a couple of videos about what we do and um, church partnership videos are on there. Um, pretty easy to navigate site. And just, you know, for those churches that are listening, we actually don't charge to come. That's a big question that churches mm-hmm. are always concerned about because money's tight. Um, we don't charge the church to come. We want to bless the church, not not drain the church. Yeah, and so yeah. it's re- it truly is a partnership where we want to be a tool to really help be a space where you mm-hmm. could bring women in that that don't know Jesus or hurt by the church or jaded and that they would come and see like, well, if this is Jesus right. and Jesus feels more accessible, then maybe I will step into their church um, after we leave or step into their life groups or community because we really plug that at the end. Like you need to be in local church. And in fact, we take a card, we get a card from all the women that want to fill it out. We hand over all that mm-hmm. information to the church when we leave because we really do want these women to have long-term care and just to feel less alone in what they're struggling with after we leave. I can't yeah. imagine them just being like, okay, I want to do something now. I don't know what to do next. So it's been a beautiful partnership, partnering with churches, gosh, around That's the awesome. world. Yeah, it's been amazing. That's awesome. Now for all the other listeners who are just like, oh my goodness, sign me up for this event. I cannot wait to go to the Something New Tour. Do they go to that same website and just register? Yeah, and they can buy tickets through that website. They can also go to Freedom Movement's website, which is wearefreedommovement.org. And of course, you can follow Freedom underscore Movement on social media or Hosanna or me. (laughs) You know, we're just kind of all over the place. We're plastering it everywhere. I love it. Um, But yeah, Freedom Movement's website and Come to Something News website um, would be the best places to get tickets. That is awesome. And it's cheap. It's like 30 bucks and then you get a free ticket with it. Oh, for real? Yeah. So that extra ticket is for you to bring a friend, you know? And and That's awesome. Yeah. So it's 30 bucks and you get two tickets and, and it's a good night. It's a good night. Oh my goodness. I'm so excited for you and something new that is happening in freedom movement. And I know countless women around the world who will experience this tour. Um, Carrie, thank you for sharing your story, who you are, who you're becoming, and then how you're investing in so many people, helping them discover and walk in freedom as well. Like you're, you are a warrior. Thank you. Thank you, Emily. You're awesome too. (laughs) Thank you. To learn more about Carrie and connect with her, visit the podcast episode page on our website at creativechurch.com. That's C-R-T-V-Church.com. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Becoming Me podcast on the Creative Church Podcast Network. For more information about Becoming Me, visit us at becomingme.tv. Also connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook with at becomingme.tv. And don't forget to connect with us at creativechurch.com. Again, that's crtvchurch.com. And connect with us on Twitter, Instagram, at Facebook, at Creative Church. Church.